Hello and welcome to the Media and Marketing Podcast. My name is John Reynolds, the host. First up, we're going to be talking to Angus Crowther, the founder of the intermediary advertising consultancy business Alchemist, and Celine Saturnino, the chief operating officer at the media planning agency Total Media. So uh, thanks for both joining me remotely. Now, we're shortly going to talk about virtual pitching for new business across creative uh, media, digital and other areas during COVID-19 and some of the lasting implications. Uh, before we get on to that, I did a quick search on you, a quick Google search, Angus, and mm. which reveals on top of your advertising work, you also run a vineyard in Essex. Which, Indeed. Uh, I've heard it's a bit of a, a wine hotspot, uh, according to the article I read. So as we're in lockdown, I thought it'd be an opportune time for you to give us a tip on a, a financially accessible wine for January, perhaps. Uh, well, I could uh, perhaps recommend Tuffin Hall, um, which is where I am at the moment. I'm at home and um, uh, I'm a fourth generation uh, farmer as well, although I disappointed my father by going into marketing 20 odd years ago. Um, so, yeah, we planted the vines about 10 years ago and we've now got the classic varieties, champagne varieties. So we do a sparkling, we do a Bacchus, we do a rosé. The rosé is the house rosé at the Dorchester we won quite a few golds, and um, the only way is Essex, as they say. Can we buy them in? Can I buy them in my local Sainsbury's or Little? Or do I, do I have to... uh, you can buy them in Waitrose's in um, uh, Essex and London, and um, indeed there was uh, quite a famous uh, Fern McCann, um, who of Towie um, fame, and uh, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here! Um, yeah. Is a massive fan. And we've been getting really popular with that uh, base. And uh, she came and did a show here uh, with her mom and sister, and it kind of took off from there. So, yeah, it's um, it's pretty um, readily available in Waitrose, but also online. Okay, right. That's fantastic. Uh, Celine, I take it you don't run a, a vineyard, but have you learnt any, any new skills during lockdown that you'd like to tell the listeners about? Oh, my main skills as a, as a mum of a seven-year-old is how to survive uh, Joe Week's PE, uh, cheat a lot and take a lot of breaks and uh, then uh, take a lot of tips from Angus uh, I think on wine to, to get through the other half of the day um, those are my main tips for anyone listening I think he's back on it now I saw him on TV this morning Joe Wicks is he doing his fitness things again is he he's, he is indeed back so we're back for round, round three I think it is this time so um, yeah working working the kids hard Okay, fantastic. So let's talk about um, pitches, uh, advertising pitches last year. Now, I've read lots of articles about the virtues and downsides of uh, pitching for new business virtually, which I guess is the been the biggest difference under COVID uh, before primarily they were done face-to-face. Um, now, I'll start with you, Celine. I- I'm presuming you have t- taken part in pitches last year, or at least your colleagues have. What do you yeah. think the biggest... The biggest downside and the biggest upside, if there is any, uh, to pitching virtually has been. Yeah, we, we've as an agency have done a lot, lot of pitching since since lockdown, and I've been um, fortunate enough to be involved in in many of them. And I think um, look, the biggest the biggest downside is um, the huge difficulty in cre- recreating the chemistry that you get in the real world. Um, we've certainly found that it's much harder to get our true personality across. Um, so it's really important to us as an agency, as our culture, and um, it's been hot, much harder to um, uh, kind of live and breathe that in a kind of virtual world, uh, particularly with, you know, this, the kind of constant kind of technical issues you might face. 
if you can't see the presentation or the attendees have gone off or um, something else happens, it kind of stilts the conversation. So I think that's what I'd see is kind of the, the real biggest challenge and also trying, I think, on the flip side for clients to kind of be able to be their real selves and get themselves across um, online and feel comfortable and confident in asking questions still and treating it as a conversation and not um, so much the one way as, as it can feel, I think, online. Okay. That, so is, is it, has there been any, any upside to it then at all? I mean, are there any virtues to doing it virtually or...? Yeah, I think there are, you know, I mean, there's um, the obvious of, um, you know, some efficiency of process. It's it's a lot quicker to get people together. And we've um, we've run a couple of international pitches during lockdown. And I think that's where I've seen great benefits because we can bring together a, a global team um, a lot more efficiently and um, quickly than um, perhaps we would do in, in the real world where we're navigating people's diaries and trying to get people into um, a single location. So that's definitely an upside and um, we've all learned a lot as well. You know, we've learned to collaborate a lot a lot easier and quicker online and get used to kind of um, talking to different time zones and so on um, and being a bit more efficient. So I think that's definitely one uh, positive. And you learn how to, to focus um, online. I think there's a whole challenge of people being sort of fat, um, experiencing fatigue from Zoom or, or other platforms. Um, it's really important for us to kind of think about our core messages, get to the point. Um, so I think, you know, we've all learned a lot in how to deliver our messages uh, better, more efficiently. Okay, that's great. That's great. I mean, conventional wisdom would suggest that in 2012, my conventional wisdom would be that 2020 brands would be doing less uh, pitching because they would have had more more pressing concerns like concerns about the survival of their businesses but from what you're saying have you, have you been pitching as much last year as you have done in previous years yeah absolutely i think i would actually say we we've, we were busier last year from a pitching point of view than, than ever um, i don't know whether we've um, we're ahead of the market from that point of view, perhaps it's something that Angus could speak to more. But um, for want of a better word, we were flat out with pitches and it was really great to kind of have those, those opportunities um, coming to us. But we certainly haven't seen um, a slowdown in, in pitching at all. OK, Angus, bring you in. What, what do alchemists, so you help run pitches and ensure its transparency? And the same question to you. I mean, what do you think the, the biggest upside and the biggest downside to virtual pitching is? Um, well, actually, uh, whilst we... Um run pitches we're, we're a marketing advisory partner we've actually seen less pitching and more trying to get the um, client internal organization right the ways of working right and also the agency model kind of uh, reworking that um, to give the client what they need so we've probably been involved in less um, uh, pitches than before and the pitches that we've been in um, the upside is yeah you get you kind of get to the point there's less um the, the, there's less um, chat around other stuff, the peripheral stuff, and there's a tendency to get to the straight to the heart of the matter, um, which can be a good thing. Um, Speed-wise, we've been a bit uh, quicker. Um, I guess the agencies spend less on all the uh, fancy theatre that used to exist, um, and obviously can't, can't happen. Um, you know, they, they're, they're probably spending a lot less um, money on that, and so strategically, there's more focus. And creatively, um, to the, the the downside, um, I agree, is around chemistry 
um, that is always the most crucial um, part of this. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a two way street. And so, yeah, the dialogue's tricky and then the team is, is tricky. And how do you kind of have that banter and exchange um, of opinions that means, yeah, we can probably trust these people and the kind of bounce along, uh, along of different ideas um, and a good row, as, as the Irish say, is much harder to replicate um, than in the physical environment. Um, so, yeah, I think also um, a few clients have kind of started pitches and then because of the constant changing mm-hmm. nature of their business, things have been either put on hold or cancelled or changed or there's been a big pivot. So that's also been quite tricky to kind of manage is where there have been good intentions. Um, clients often have their uh, kind of focus changed um, at very short notice and that can be much harder to manage than it was. I was going to ask you, you mentioned putting on hold. I mean, do you know anecdotally, are there any agencies or brands which have just got no truck with virtual pitching and just wouldn't do it all together and and secondly i mean is, is a thought process that they could just kind of abandon pitching in 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 2020 because of all of the the problems that you know doing it virtually and just say well, well we'll just leave it for a year and move on to 2021 when we can do it as as, as we traditionally do that angus or yeah 2022 i think um yeah. i think um the virtual pitching is uh it is harder uh, through Zoom. I think everyone's getting a bit um, definitely fed up with it. I, I mean, I've just been um, pitching. We we also have to pitch for um, business against um, other consultants. And I think you've got to be so um, to the point. But I also think there's, there's big fatigue. I'm missing people. I mean, the last time I was in London, I, I own up to hugging my colleagues, which I probably – uh, wouldn't normally do so um you know we're missing this uh, human interaction and it's a crucial part of um selecting a new agency and we did a big paper with um isba and uh, it was all around uh, client agency relationships it was around um, trust so it's quite hard to get all those um small little signals that you get from face to face and get to that trust stage where you can have a proper robust um discussion so I don't think uh, businesses are going to put stuff on hold, though, and their business objectives are still there. In fact, there's probably even more pressure. So I think pitching will still um, happen. Is it is it the right thing to do? Uh, you know, it, it's less efficient. It's less effective. Could agencies and clients perhaps work closer together at making their existing relationships harder? I, I probably think they should. That would be my view. But I mean, just, just on the, the virtual thing, I mean, this isn't something completely new because presumably when you have big global international pitches there's an element of virtual pitching then isn't there anyway yeah well actually for the international sorry go on sorry i was just going to say in our, our experience certainly there was an element of of um using kind of platforms a lot more for for global pitches but it's just it's become a lot more prevalent it's more it's what you do from start to finish rather than as part of a process okay i mean you Celine, you pitch for uh, a prestigious media account itv do you think, I mean, I, I think that was all done virtually. Do you think you would have done uh, third better if that had been carried out face-to-face? And can you also talk, uh, when I did this podcast a few weeks ago, I talked to um, an exec from a creative agency who talked about how last year they spent a lot of time, um, well, I don't know if it's the right phraseology, but over-servicing, doing pro bono work for existing clients to keep them happy. Uh, kind of avoiding the possibility of, of maybe a pitch in the near future. I mean, have you been doing a lot of 
kind of uh, free work for existing clients this, uh, last year too? Um, so to come to your last question first, um, I think oh, the, the kind of goalposts have shifted a lot anyway in terms of the amount of work that's delivered for clients. And I think what COVID did is change the nature of some of our relationships with clients. Those, for example, that might have stopped spending or had to postpone a lot of their plans, we became more of a insight partner, strategic partners and a support when um, their advertising spend um, still wasn't going to happen for a long time. So um, I would say that we're definitely over-investing in general um, with a number of our clients who um, whose plans have had to go on hold for, for obvious reasons. Um, and that's become part of the course. Um, I'd say um, when we come into pitching, something that we've found um, continues to happen is that agencies um, will compete so aggressively because of the nature of the market and will continue to continue to do more and more and more and more. So the kind of the benchmark of kind of what's expected at pitch level um, is really high in terms of the amount of work and how far you'll go to um, kind of win the business. So I would definitely say the needle shifted quite a long way in that direction. What about what about ITV too? So from my TV perspective, um, I suppose us as an agency had a slightly different position perhaps to some of the other agencies pitching because we had an existing client relationship. Right. So we were already managing um, part of that business. So um, I don't think that um, being in, in the real world would have made um, substantial difference to that process. It was a very thorough and a very long process. Um, and when it got down to actually um, the part that COVID had affected, we were already quite a long way through the process, to be honest. Um, so it's only really the end that it affected. And of course, we would have loved to have done that in person, but I don't think it really would have um, changed the outcome. Okay. And just following on from that, Celine, is a, when, you, when you're when you pitching virtually, have you, I mean, I guess in some ways it might appeal to um kind of individuals who are quite reticent, quite inhibited, sometimes they might find it easier to function and um, kind of uh, bring the personality out in, in, in virtual as opposed to doing uh, pitching face-to-face. Have, have, you, have you found that with anyone at Total Media, any kind of shining stars who, who have shone particularly, particularly uh, in this kind of forum? Oh, it's a tough one. I, I actually think... Um... But pitching over, over any kind of online platform is, is just as challenging. Um, and I, I actually think that um, the opposite is generally true and that people who um, might be brilliant in the room, it's much harder to kind of get their personality across online. And I haven't seen it work the other way yet, sadly. Um, but hope, hopefully I'll be proved wrong at some point. Okay, and, and, and you kind of touched on this. So you alluded to the fact that you've seen different kind of pitches, less uh, conventional creative, more end-to-end integrated pitches than uh, last year. Yeah, um, increasingly clients have got a brand problem, uh, a broadcast problem, and then they've probably got some form of uh, more detailed experience, whether that's CX, CRM. So we're seeing more briefs being kind of blended into one and agencies are having to respond to uh, a broader variety of uh, services than they perhaps would have done in the past, and they're having to do it quicker. So the strategic thinking time's been condensed, and then they're having to cover more more ground. And one other thing that I think is um, pretty there was some cu- couple of uh, poor examples of um, 
clients, uh, we, alchemists, when we started, we were really keen to protect um, Christmas, uh, the Christmas break and yeah. um, half term as much for mums. It's a diversity issue. And uh, it's really annoying when huge re- reviews get called just before Christmas or the school break because agency people, by their nature, feel that they have to drop everything. Um, so that's a big thing we've been um, looking at. And is if you're going to pitch, give give everyone the right opportunity. To, you know, everyone's up against it anyway. Don't call it just before Christmas. So who who who's doing that then? Who name and shame? Who was that then? No, no, I, I won't name and shame. But uh, we we work very hard to explain uh, the impact it has on. Um, agencies and the agencies respect us for that and we're very um hot to protect um that time okay so, so yeah i mean mental health's obviously a big thing so um virtual pitching that's what you said then that's not changed um agency folk are still asked to work late in the evenings and yep. still on week still at weekends despite having a potential mental uh, detrimental mental impact of covid then that's not n- nothing's changed there you haven't seen in 2020 i think um we just had a wrap up internally ourselves we've been growing fast but i think it's taken uh, it's had its cost so in all transparency we had a internal session and whilst uh, vlad and i the two co-founders we were pressing on ahead i think the team suffered there was talk of um um being overworked burnout not allowing enough time to think about stuff so we are now taking steps to allow the team to have breaks to have meetings that are shorter um especially on um, pitching i think it's um and i had this when i was agency side earlier in my career it's quite a lot of pressure and when it's over to you it's all over to you in the focus so there's there's perhaps less time for coaching and just um helping perhaps the more inexperienced more junior members who may be feeling under pressure and they're of course living that on their own often in flat so i think we're going to be taking a bit more time to check in and see how people are doing but also get them to be accountable for their own mental health by taking the necessary steps whether it's doing more exercise taking a break at lunch going for a walk but but carving that out and we're giving them uh, explicit permission and asking them to do it okay celine what i mean what's your take have you noticed uh, with staff at total media have you been um, due to the demands of you having to be working late in evenings and working weekends during a, a big pitch? Um, I'd say that we, as an agency, are fair, fairly conscious of those pressures. And I think whilst there's always times in any agency that you'd be working outside of the norm, we try to keep quite a close eye on, on that in individual teams and kind of spread the load. Um, but of course, during a pitch process, there uh, invariably there's always going to be the last minute changes. They kind of someone's changed their mind about an approach, uh, and that's what happens. And I think we're all fairly um, used to that. But I'd really agree with Angus that what we miss um, now, be all being remote, is that kind of opportunity for collaboration as a team, the kind of arm around the shoulder for um, people that, that might be feeling weary through the process. Um, so we've introduced um, kind of block out times where kind of no meetings or calls can take place so that people kind of have the opportunity to work in the day. Um, we have mental health first aiders, people that you can turn to, if you, you know, if you're finding something really challenging. Um, and introducing tactics like that we found to be effective and even like a, a weekly um, just chat time, which we've just um, started doing. Actually, is a great way to just ensure that we can have an informal check-in 
with people and that's working really well for us. So in reality, I'd say that the lockdown has, has definitely created a lot more pressure, um, definitely from a, a new business process point of view. But we've learned a lot and we've put a lot, a lot of things in place. So um, I'm hoping that we're, we're doing well to, to manage our teams through that. Okay, so if we look to the future, we're going to see some kind of more of a, a mixed kind of hybrid model. And you, I mean, chemistry meetings ideally need to be done face to face, but some parts of the the pitch process could um, can quite easily be done virtually. Is, is that is that fair to say, Angus? I think perhaps the uh, the upfront bit when um, at long list, so. We've uh, designed uh, a bit of a faster way of um, cutting through by asking agencies to um, do quick videos of the team members, um, perhaps expressing uh, a view on a particular question up front. Um, you then get a feel for the sort of people, their understanding of uh, the business task or the comms task, and it kind of um, stops these huge RFIs, which used to happen, and we mm. hate them. No one actually uh, likes reading them. No one likes preparing them. So we've done away with them, and the clients are also pretty um, pleased about that. So doing a video showing the agency, the people, the culture, but also being able to respond to the uh, the question has worked really well. Um, and then for chemistry meetings, we've we've actually introduced, you know, select. We've gone straight to selecting sort of five agencies who then get the brief. And then there's more interactive working sessions um, around the client's problem where you begin to improve or get the chemistry, but through the specific um, topic that uh, the client's asked the agency to work on. So it's, it's, it's a bit different to the old chemistry meeting just to see how you get on. It's a bit more focused, but um, it seems to be working and we're sort of not wasting as many um, agencies' time. It's a lot more, it's, it's quicker and uh, less agencies are involved, and the feedback for that reason has been very good. It's it's a very qualified lead, in other words. Does that appeal to you, Selena? Well, I heard the words um, quicker, and that appealed to me definitely. Um, I, I I think um, we've seen some really interesting approaches using workshopping, which is sort of some of what Angus was talking about just then, which I thought is a really interesting way, particularly during lockdown, to um, to kind of understand how different teams can work together. Um, and also where you have really specific um, requirements of kind of technical deep dives, those types of things where you want to talk in depth about technology, um, they can, those can be done really easily remotely. So I think there's definitely been um, opportunities to streamline the process and some of the things that Angus speaks to I mean, sound brilliant from our point of view because everyone dreads that, the, the big spreadsheet um, and the 105 questions um, to complete in a form. So anything to kind of reduce the kind of administration, make it much more collaborative than um, real world um, is good. Um, Angus and Pauline, that was short and sweet, but I really appreciate your time.